Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Today we have Raj Bhaskar from Hurdler, which is a mobile finance app for freelancers and entrepreneurs to manage their business finances. Raj, how are you doing today? Pretty good, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do? Sure. So I'm the co-founder and CEO of Hurdler. Um, This is my second software venture. I had my first software venture from 2000 to 2010. Built that up pretty nicely, bootstrapped, and uh, uh, we got acquired in uh, August of 2010. Uh, That was a real estate management platform for affordable and public housing. Uh, built that up to about a half a million units, a couple million tenants. Uh, we were doing around 200 million in monthly rent processing and got acquired by a company called Yardi, uh, which is a, a quiet leader in real estate uh, based in Santa Barbara, California. And they have about half of all U.S. apartment buildings using their software. Uh, so pretty good deal overall. I'm happy to say that all my customers and employees are still there, um, which is, I think, that's pretty good. I like uh, building up businesses that last. Nice. Great. So tell us a little more about uh, Hurdler. Sure. So Hurdler is a mobile finance app for uh, really for entrepreneurs and freelancers to manage all their business finances and uh, also helps them lower their taxes. We built a real-time income tax calculation engine that supports all 50 states in D.C. So anytime on your phone, uh, you can see how much you should set aside for taxes. So after you take that out of uh, whatever you've earned, then you can see what's really... Uh, your take-home pay is what we call it. So what you get to keep, and, and that's what you can spend, and that's what you should plan from. Uh, but we help freelancers really maximize their income, maximize their deductions, and lower their taxes. Interesting. Okay, you started with Uber originally. Tell us about that and why you ended up uh, kind of expanding into other areas. Sure. So our plan uh, from day one was to support different types of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And when we were kind of deciding our go-to market strategy, the sharing economy, the on-demand economy was uh, becoming very big. And we noticed uh, that Uber drivers needed quite a bit of help. Uber drivers, you know, most folks know, now know that they're independent, meaning they, they receive a 1099 from Uber and therefore they're responsible for their own taxes. Most of the drivers, we think they weren't aware of that up front. Um, and they came to learn about that as tax season arrived. So we came across that because we were first looking at, since we're a mobile-only product right now, we don't have a desktop app, we looked at specifically mobile professionals. Uh, and that's how we landed on Uber drivers, in addition to their growth. So our first target market were Uber drivers. And then uh, we've been working with them for, uh, with a good set of Uber drivers for many months now. And now we're, uh, we're leasing an app to support all freelancers. Got it. So it sounds like, you know, if I'm an Uber driver and I, I'm not too attuned with how the, you know, how the freelance economy works or, you know, how, how am I supposed to save money on this? I would just, you know, literally load up Hurdler and then entrust you guys to kind of help me make sound decisions, right? Exactly. So we, we, we pull in their Uber payments 
we track uh, their expenses and their mileage. And then our real-time tax calculation engine also estimates their taxes for them. So they can see easily that this is uh, what I've made this week. This is what I get to keep. This is what I should set aside for taxes. Okay. And on average, I mean, if you can share these numbers, how much do you think uh, Hurdler helps Uber drivers save on an annual basis? I think uh, savings are in the 20 to 30% range. Depends on how active the driver is, as well as what other sources of income they have. Nice. Okay. And you've decided to expand into other areas, uh, you know, such as you know, working with Airbnb hosts. Uh, I, I guess, how far have you expanded? You know, how, what different companies are you working with now? So we support Airbnb hosts. We have professional speakers and authors using our app. And now we're releasing it soon for all freelancers and entrepreneurs. We wanted to test it out in core markets first, get positive feedback from uh, strangers that are actively using it in the market. And we wanted to go through a full year of tax season as well and get positive reviews from our users, CPAs, or tax filers. And we've done that now. So now we're ready to, to open it up to all freelancers. Awesome. How many customers do you have today? So we released our uh, apps publicly uh, around September. And uh, we're over 20,000 users now, and we're uh, just nearing the end of, end of March. And those are, those are active users, so a lot more downloads than that. I can't disclose the download numbers, uh, but pretty good overall, and our growth rates are pretty solid. So I think that number will change drastically in the next few months. Interesting. Okay. So how did you go about acquiring, let's just say, the first 1,000 customers? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting how that happens. So for Uber drivers... Since we found that they needed quite a bit of help with tax, we put up a blog post for the top 16 deductions for Uber drivers. And it was very targeted. It was very high quality. We worked with CPAs on it, but we wanted to give them value. And we shared this blog with the, uh, with the top driver groups on Facebook uh, and Reddit. And people love that. And I think on the blog, we also allowed them to sign up for early access to our app. That's how we built our beta group. Nice. Okay. And how many users do you think you drove from that one article or resource? Uh, a few thousand. A few thousand. Okay. Give or take, let's just say 5,000 or so, more or less. Well, I, I think uh, within the first couple of weeks, it was 3,000 roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was, uh, this was actually about a year ago, and that's how we established our first pilot group. I think it's probably netted quite a few since then like in the last whole calendar year. But I think the main purpose of it was to share value with users and then build up that initial beta group to find folks who really uh, wanted an app like this. Yeah. Um, so pretty quickly, I think within a week or two, it was a few thousand. Yeah, I think it's super smart to do something like this. And, you know, there's there's a few, you know, marketers out there nowadays uh, doing what we call an advertorial where, uh, you know, really good piece of content uh, would be produced. And maybe, you know, maybe at the end there might be a link to kind of the, the resource that you have, which might be an app like Hurdler or might be some type of, uh, you know, free resource. And I, I think as long as you're adding a lot of value up front and producing, you know, this, this piece of content, it's going to work out. So I guess diving into that piece you were talking about. You mentioned you worked on it with, you had different CPAs kind of contributing to putting it together. I mean, how much time and money do you think you spent on that one resource? I think on that first go around is probably around, I mean, actual like money out was probably $5,000. Time was quite a bit. So pretty significant. And because my personal values, like I won't put out any crappy content. So it's not, even though it served as a marketing vehicle, we wanted it to be extremely valuable to users because 
if that's the first thing we're putting out and then we want to see if users are interested in using our app, if that's the first experience they have with us, it has to be solid. They have to get a good feel and imagine what the app might do. Right? So, if they, so you have to have high quality content and give them value, high quality value for them to feel like they should trust you to try your app out. Okay. So when you say high quality content, what did this, this resource look like? I know I said article later. I'm, I'm probably wrong about yeah. that. What, what was this exactly? So it's a blog post for the top 16 deductions for Uber drivers. Uh-huh. So we, we researched and we pinpointed the, literally the top 16 with specific examples that an Uber driver, an average Uber driver can understand. Right? So in plain English. And then we designed it nicely too. Uber drivers are on the road. right? So they're mobile professionals. So we made it so it's very mobile friendly. And these are all tiles that they can tap on if they're interested in that deduction. Right? If they're not interested in that deduction or if they don't feel like they use that type of expense or have that type of expense, they can just quickly scroll and go to the other ones. We wanted to give them a feel for, wow, if this is what these guys put into their education, imagine what the app will look like. Before we go further, I just wanted to tell you about a problem that entrepreneurs have been coming to me with. They don't know what they need to do next to grow their business or they don't have the right resources to execute on marketing needs. Oftentimes, they don't have the right marketing strategy or they don't know who or what to hire for. If this sounds like something you've been dealing with, I have a solution for you. Single Grain is a growth marketing agency ran by yours truly that has worked with venture-backed startups to Fortune 500 companies to help solve their marketing issues. Our strong points are in SEO and paid advertising, and if you need help in other areas, we're always happy to tap into our network of highly vetted vendors that we can even help manage for you. So there's no need to stress yourself out trying to find the right person for the job. We've got that covered. So if you're interested in this, just go to growtheverywhere.com slash help to get more information. Once again, that's growtheverywhere.com slash help. And just to let everyone know, you know, everyone should check out the interview that I did with Neil Patel. He gives away content for, he spends $30,000 on just one guide and he gives it away all for free. Similar concept here. You spend, you might spend five grand, but you know, it's going to pay, think of it as a marketing cost. It's going to pay for itself down the road. Uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot more people should be doing it. You know, everybody's talking about content marketing nowadays, but Raj, like you mentioned, you know, the, there's a lot of crappy content uh, out there nowadays. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you're standing up for yourself and you're not allowing that to, to happen for you guys. I appreciate you saying that, Eric. So that's something that we, that's part of our culture now that while volume is nice, we go for quality first and we don't go for volume in the chance that uh, if the volume comes, that's great, but we're not looking to just kick out pieces left and right. We want it to be very high quality. So I'd, so I'd, I'd go that route over the high volume. And what happened from that blog post is it inspired us. We recently launched a site called 99 Deductions. Huh. And this is a free site for all entrepreneurs and freelancers, but that inspired us where there are literally over 99, I think now, but 99 deductions for entrepreneurs. And at the site, you can actually say at 99deductions.com that you're an Uber driver or you're an Airbnb host or you're a designer or a developer. And it'll tell you all the deductions that apply to you and give you specific examples for the type of freelancer or entrepreneur you are. Right, so kind of took that blog post, but then we did it for 20 different types of entrepreneurs and turned it into a platform where we can engage uh, even CPAs and, uh, and, and tax advisors, engage them in the discussion and kind of make it more of an education platform than just the blog post. Yeah, and that's another big one. You know, 
especially I was looking at the content that we've produced in, in the past couple of years and just like so much of this can be repurposed. You spent all this money and effort on it. Why not try to, you know, think about how you might be able to make this piece of content go into other verticals. So I love what you're talking about over there. Yeah. And when you talk about costs, so that's where we're taking that 5,000 and then probably 20 X that. Yeah, but that's no problem. Yeah, so because it pays uh, for itself. <laughs> when you're talking about Neil Patel and and what he's done, uh, so that that reminded me of that. So that's definitely like we believe in that. Um, and when you do like that type of evergreen content and giving value, it's it's always worth it. So I mean, what's the length of of, of you know these these posts? So the way we design 99 deductions for each deduction, we wanted it to be digestible, right? So we. We put strict parameters when we were working with modern CPAs on how, how to write it up, but it's basically a two-sentence overview, maybe three if, it's, if the additional sentence is warranted. And then the example has to be completely tailored to the Uber driver, the Airbnb host, the, the uh, graphic designer. And that can be also two to three sentences. And then if someone wants additional details, there are up to five bullets and then we link to any uh, forms, as well as we've made interactive uh, forms. Uh, so if someone wants to see where they go into this particular IS form to claim the deduction, we actually highlight that field. So we kept it so that it's friendly on mobile because we're still targeting folks that... What we found is there are all these sporadic blog posts out there, but there wasn't a single source for someone, a freelancer, to go and get uh, educated quickly on taxes without having to talk with, first talking with a CPA or tax advisor. So they can get a good basis and then uh, make their interaction with the tax filer much more efficient. I love it. We're going to drop this in the show notes, 99 deductions. I'm going to make sure I check it out just to make sure I'm not missing anything in, in, in my world of understanding all this stuff. So when I was looking at Hurdler, you guys are in the Google Play Store and I see 375 reviews, four and a half star uh, average rating. How has that worked out for you? It's worked out very well. So reviews are important in general for mobile apps, for social proof, um, and a whole you know, host of other things. For me and our company in particular, customer service is very important. And that's something that stemmed from my previous venture. You know, We were in affordable housing, so we're talking about citizens in need. Uh, so I think it stemmed from that, that I'm a big believer in customer service. And when we're going in it with uh, finances and taxes, most people, regardless of what they do, need help with finances and taxes. So we keep that as part of our culture that it's not just an app that automates. We have to educate and we have to handhold as much as we can. Okay, makes sense. So how did you go about getting that, that, those 375 reviews? So th- all of those reviews are from actual users coming through our app. And did you try to incentivize them in any way? Nope, no incentive. So when we think we have... Uh, the app uh, has some algorithms that when we think we have uh, uh, an active user, we ask them how they feel about us and then prompt them for a review. Got it. So you're just asking them at a, at a critical point then? Yep. Cool. Love it. All right. And what's one unique thing you guys are doing to acquire more customers today? So I, th- I think 99 deductions is pretty interesting. I think that's pretty unique in that we're trying to educate users and if, uh, if they think that uh, they want to automate things, they can come to us. But for us, I mean, the primary driver right now are referrals from existing users. Interesting. Okay. Because the experience they've had is just so incredible, right? Yeah. We're very focused. At least early on, we're focused on Uber drivers and then Airbnb hosts. I think it lended itself 
to that referability. And we started getting so many requests to open it up to different types of freelancing. Love it. All right, Raj, how old are you, by the way? I just turned 39. Just turned 39. Okay, what piece of advice would you give your 25-year-old self? Just one piece of advice. One piece of advice for a 25-year-old self. I would uh, do a lot of cold calling. What's the story behind that? So I actually did a lot of cold calling, and I think you can never do enough cold calling. It kind of ties into, in my view, it, it nails a few things early on to a young person that it builds up confidence. It uh, forces them to really hone in on what the value proposition is for the person on the other end, right? your buyer. And I think uh, it, really, uh, it really sets you up for the rest of life because if you can, if you really, um, if you can really focus on the value proposition for your buyer, um, then you're not really a salesman per se. You're not selling something. You're really trying to help the person on the other end. And I think that sets you up for the rest of life uh, in business and in personal. Completely true. I, I think there's a lot of different archetypes for, for salespeople. When you can become more well-rounded, when you become the consultant and the expert and you know how to push people kind of to you know, drive, drive that conversion home, I, I think you know, that's when you're, when you're at the highest level. So one other question I want to ask you, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? I think uh, the one thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon. Great book. I think you know, it's super important. I mean, you, t- you talk about focus right now, and I think you know, if for, for people like me that have trouble with focus sometimes, you know, that is the right book to, to read to kind of get things on the right track. So love that book. We'll drop that in the show notes. But Raj, this has been fantastic. What's the best way for people to find you online? Best way to find me online is uh, Twitter at Hurdler or uh, at Hurdler.com. I hang out there actually quite a bit. We do uh, live customer service. And I participate in that. And that's the one thing that I think uh, that if, if listeners get one thing out of this, other than some growth ideas, it's to always, is to spend time, like dedicate time talking with your actual customers. And that's before the sell, during the sell, and well after the sell. So you know like what their needs really are and you can empathize and, and really try to meet their needs. All right, Raj. Thanks for doing this. Everyone, this is Raj Bosker from Hurdler. Make sure you check them out. Thanks so much. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.